This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons. If you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, you can join them if you like. Uh, especially, it is brought to you by Cinderelf, the patron that produced this episode. If you'd like to get bonus episodes or produce an episode of your own, head on over to that website. Uh, happy Pride Month and Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, which is a platformer developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony for the PlayStation in 1997. Naughty, naughty dog. Ooh, bad dog. Naughty dog, bad dog. Uh, this episode was executive produced by Cinderelf. Thank you, Cinderelf. Thank you, Cinderelf. Uh, and this marks... Maybe the first time we've had two episodes in a row mm-hmm. with the producer disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, of we like you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your support. Uh we didn't like the game. Right. And everything we say about the game is not a reflection on you. That mm-hmm. goes for Cinderella or anyone listening. And uh yeah. This yeah. is, you know, this is uh I don't know if this is gonna be quite I feel like the depth of my dislike for this, it's like a less complex dislike than yeah. Greenfall. There, the, 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 you know? This this falls short on such basic principles for me that yes. I, it's kind of hard to be angry about it. Like, I'm really interested in discussing this almost like academically because this is yes. an important step towards, like, how do you make characters move in three in three dimensions? Yes. You know? Uh, you know, th- this to me has the feeling of this should have been a, the first game in the series should have been an evolutionary dead end. Yeah. Like, we could do a platformer this way. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> why did we do that? But instead, it became this whole thing. And I want to point out that this was not uh, my platformer mm-hmm. days, right? This came out in 1997. I was 17. Yeah. Drowning in trim. <laughs> lifting <laughs> do, weights. Do, doing skateboard tricks. Doing skateboard tricks. Like, mm-hmm. m- lifting muscle cars with my arms <laughs> for strength purposes. Yes. Like th- this was, this was, you know, so I was at this time I was playing cool games mm-hmm. like, you know, final fantasy seven. Yeah. That's basically it. Like but, that. Yeah. And it was uh, 1997 was a big year for that. Wasn't it? Yeah. Like playing that game over and over. So that was, that was me. If this had come out when I was in the pocket for platformers, mm-hmm. I'm sure that I would have so much like affection for this, that, 
this might be a very different episode, but you have to realize like having barely touched this series and going to it at like the age of 39, uh, after playing a lot of 3d platformers, like mm-hmm. W, you know, woof the fuck woof. Like th- this ended up being a really, really difficult game to have fun with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I am also looking forward to dissecting it almost from an academic perspective, but I want to yeah. give that disclaimer that I am doing this through a lens of absolutely zero nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pr- pr- pretty much the same. By this point, if I if I was doing any 3D platforming or pl- any platforming at all, uh, it either would have been Mario 64 or I would have just been playing old Mega Man games uh, as, mm-hmm. a, as a kid. Like, it didn't necessarily have like a like a PlayStation around this time. I think I got a PlayStation the winter of the year this game came out, something like that. Uh, so it's not really a thing for me either. I think I played one of these maybe once at like a cousin's house and I remember being frustrated. Mm. I was like, oh, I keep on running into stuff because I can't see it. And then, oh, yeah. Well, that's you know, because it zoomed in like, <laughs> yeah. really way too, like inadvisably far. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, did, like did, this, this looks cool and has a lot of personality. I, I didn't, I didn't put it in that term in, in those terms. But like, oh, this looks cool. And like, you know, it's, it's definitely got like a distinct look and feel. But I was just kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm bad at this. And I blamed myself back in the day. And today it's like, oh, yeah, because it's because of the choices they made that like, that's why that's why you, you cannot succeed at this is because they yeah, hide well, stuff from you. You can. It's just like why to me, I kept thinking, like, why make the adjustment? Mm-hmm. You know, like I get at the time, you know, this is definitely going to be like one of those like in its time and now mm-hmm. episodes, too, because I kept thinking. If I was a, a 13 year old when this came out, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, let's be honest. I probably still would have been drowning in trail. Oh yeah. But let's say I was, I That's was a fucked nerd. Up. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. It was me though. So it's okay. like, I know, uh, it's comedy week on duck feed. Um, the, the cool, uh, comedy so, week in the cool zone. <laughs> it's comedy week in the cool zone. Uh, but if I was a 13 year old nerd mm-hmm. and I was, uh, I was, uh, playing this, I would have adjusted to all of those problems. Yeah. You know, and now though, I just can't help but feel like, why, mm-hmm. why would I, why would I change me Yeah, <laughs> to, to conform, conform to this? Mm-hmm. Like there was no reward when I, when I tried to meet this on its own terms, I was not rewarded in any way. And I tried really hard because mm-hmm. I had to get through it. And I was like, you know, I had a very uh, distinct, like, if I'm going to play through this game, like I'm not having fun. If I, but I, I'm going to play through this game. I'd rather have fun than not. Mm-hmm. What is the best will I can approach this with in terms of like me coming to it? How can I meet this more than halfway Right. to like try to get into it? And I, I learned some of the movement tricks. Like I ended up watching uh, people play it mm-hmm. to kind of see like, how are, how are these people getting joy and expression of movement? That is the hallmark of the genre. That, that helped game. me too. watching, watching what other people yeah. did instinctually that I just didn't have any of the, uh, any of the sense to do. Well, the game doesn't teach you yeah. to like do it either. It's like pre in-game tutorials for this era you know it's not pre-in-game tutorials because Mega Man x and stuff like people did that mm-hmm. but this game doesn't do it it doesn't right. try to teach you how to play it in mm-hmm. the game right. um but even with that i just kept thinking like i'm not getting anything from bringing myself to this it helped mm-hmm. me a little bit it made me succeed where i might have failed which meant less frustration and fewer deaths but it wasn't that much more fun Right. Uh, and it just ended up being a thing where I was like, why, why would you play this in 2020? So, yeah. And yeah. so like the, the, there's also something, you know, when we announced that we were doing this, there were a lot of people that were like, oh, wow, that, 
that's dated and weird. Okay. Yeah. You know, and when when this came across as a, as a choice, I think that we both kind of gravitated toward it because like, yeah, that's a big franchise we haven't done in a while. You know, we may not, not be in, we, <laughs> yeah, I done it all. Sorry. We may not be in a minority um for being like yeah this is this is a weird this is just a weird time for platformers and this is not this doesn't make choices that are conducive to play but also like a lot of people are super nostalgic for this when the insane trilogy which is how we played we both played this insane uh yes did i say oh yes in insane yes when the in dot saying in in stop saying trilogy came out people went gaga for it like everybody yeah, yeah. was really, you know, like it was crash nostalgia uh, month when that happened. And I felt like I was in an alternate universe a mm-hmm. little bit. So there are people out there who are real hardcore partisans for this. And yeah. I think that there's just a certain amount of, you know, I, I kind of came around to this playing Dreamfall and then it and then it happened here, too, which is like some things are best played in their time and left there. Because that's oh, where yeah. they can thrive, and I think that this Many might also things. yes, <laughs> like it, it, like half or maybe more. Yeah, you know, like when you think about games, like the things that just kind of stand up as all time classics are way rarer mm-hmm. than the kind of things we put up with. Yes. you know, and that doesn't just go for like genres I don't like. That goes for genres I do like. Mm-hmm. Right, like you know, it is I can. I find them playable because I'm a fucking weirdo, but it's hard to go back to like gold box games. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they released all those on GOG, I tried to play them and like, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's probably not worth it. Like there's something there. I had a lot of fun with those, mm-hmm. but like, fuck man, you know, leave, leave some stuff in the past. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about the insane version, uh, which is very faithful to the original it has a couple quality of life changes, which is why I chose it. I ended up in the end kind of wishing that I had chose to do emulator so I could do save states, but yep. Case case mm-hmm. um, the quality of life things and the graphical improvements are nice. Yes. Uh, in this, you play as the titular Bandicoot, Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot. Uh, he's anthropomorphic. He's a mascot. He's a marsupial, mm-hmm. and he's working uh, with his former nemesis, who is a mad scientist named Neocortex, to collect gems uh, to help him save the the world. There is a lot of gems versus crystal. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. He's, thing here. he's collecting like, crystals. like a stripper fight. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's just, uh, it's really fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, the way characters in this game will straight face be like, no, leave the crystals alone and collect the gems. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Marie, they're minerals. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very funny to me yeah like oh okay that's the level we're working at here. okay all right yeah sweet, <laughs> sweet. Um, but uh crash is basically abducted and forced into doing this and you've got to go through these uh warp rooms which are like your series of levels uh tackling five levels at a time within any room you can do them in any order um to get the 25 crystals uh, and note that finishing the stage does not mean you get the crystal. You can miss it and you have to go do it again. Yes. Uh, part of the appeal of this game for some folk and uh, repulsion for me mm-hmm. is that there is so much collectathon DNA yeah. in this that even beating the level doesn't beat the level. Mm-hmm. You know, like you still, the collect is the basic verb yeah. uh, of this game, like the elemental verb. You have these kind of a super set of verbs you can do in order to do so, uh, which is very limited, uh, expanded from the first crash. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can jump, you can spin, like do a little Tasmanian devil spin. Mm-hmm. You can slide and you can body slam. 
And then uh, these all correspond to different enemies. So these are your keys and the enemies have locks. So an enemy with spikes on top of it can't be jumped on. An enemy with spikes on the side cannot be spun into, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's basically the game as it's taught to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing that we both had to kind of learn from watching YouTubers was combining moves. Yes. So like the basic one, one would be basically doing a, doing a dash jump, right? You do the, yes. you do the slide and then you jump right out of it. Uh, and heaven, for, heaven forbid you press the, uh, the, the slide button again. Like, you know, if you oh, give yeah. me a fat finger, cause then you do a body, a belly flop right into the pit. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and then start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that lets yeah. you, yeah. you know, jump a little bit further, jump a little bit higher. Like you can, you can get a little boost if you do a spin at the top of a jump, just like little, little like nudge kind of things like that. Um, yeah. ultimately end up making the game possible, uh, if not, you know, just easier. Yeah possible in the later stages um a little easier and more fun in the early stages mm-hmm. where it like is a nod but a very slight nod towards like expressive play yes like the nod is like a uh there's a mobster on trial mm-hmm. and the crime boss is in the trial watching mm-hmm. and needs a signal to him you know to not not say anything okay. but he can't be seen doing it yeah. So he just does like the microest of nods. Mm. You know, like you know better yeah. than this Jimmy the Snitch. Um, that's <laughs> Why would the kind you hire somebody named does. Jimmy the Snitch? That's a family name. Okay. The because <laughs> they changed on Ellis Island. <laughs> used to be Del Snitch. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it just it's a barely this little nod towards expressive play, mm-hmm. um, which is a big, as far as I can tell, like as somebody who has real minor appreciation of 3d platformers that's the big appeal right is like yeah, yeah. you're running and jumping in ways that feel good to mm-hmm. you joy of movement uh, yeah joy of movement is, you're, is you're, 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 like ju- you're jumping just because it feels good to do it yep yeah and there's the, the you know the the moments of that that's shown through like through the canopy of misery mm-hmm. of this uh this game were in the early stages through doing these combo yeah things yeah but um, um, in addition to, you know, enemies that you're going to have to deal with here, uh, you also have these crates that are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're filled with a bunch of different things. These ultimately end up being collectibles. I wish it was a bunch of different things. Well, yeah, it's, it's mostly it's, it's mostly it's four things. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 fruit masks mm-hmm. and then two different kinds of dynamite. Yeah. Well, like so, like, so the different kinds of dynamite, <laughs> they like they're, they're they're they are functionally different enough. So like the two oh, the yeah, two the just, two of them yeah. that function as traps are the TNT, which is like a time delay. Uh, gives you a little countdown mm-hmm. if you uh, nudge into it. And then there are crates of nitroglycerin um, that will explode if you even touch them, um, yeah. taking away part of your health or killing you. Um, yes. And uh, they taking away one of your masks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. G- give giving <laughs> doing you a hit, um, and they yes. get real silly laying these around. Like nitro crates become most of the trap vocabulary. Yes, in a weird way, this game kind of be. I didn't really realize this was going to be true of Crash. But this is kind of a hardcore platformer, mm-hmm. like near the end, yeah. uh, not even near the end, like starting in the middle, this ends up being like a weird kind of precision platformer, like really devious mm-hmm. you know, kind of configurations. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, you know, they're used for this. Crates are also collectible in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, uh- and so the kind of, you know, hardcore aspect of this bumps up against the main design decision, the thing that you probably think of when you think of Crash Bandicoot, which is the distinctive camera angle. Yes. 
which is Crash is almost like our it's like a rail platformer almost. Yeah. Like it's really, you know, or like a runner. Like uh the view is very low to the ground. Um and you are running away from the camera almost always in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Um with very, very minor uh variations. Yeah. Um, and you may be thinking, oh, so if the camera's down low to the ground, that means that Crash himself or enemies or crates or whatever um, might block hazards that you're going to run into, like visually. Um, and you would be right. <laughs> you'd be very right about that. Yeah. Uh, and, um, in addition, uh, the camera is closer mm-hmm. than it has any right to be. Yeah. Um, there there was a, a mania that went through like the eight through 32 bit era mm-hmm. where big characters were everything. Give me bigger sprites. Like, <laughs> give me bigger sprite. Give me an extra large sprite. <laughs> um, like that's, that's all it was a supersized sprites. Yeah. Uh, and this is bad mm-hmm. because you can't see as much screen real estate. Like crash would get in the way of hazards. Uh, I could not see during the, and just like absolutely mind bogglingly, the variation levels of this oftentimes involve speeding up mm-hmm. reading uh, on my switch screen, which I know is a small screen, but reading on my switch screen, whether something was a fruit crate or a die, mm-hmm. you know, an instant death crate as it's barreling towards me, that zoomed in mm-hmm. was fucking dumb as hell. You're not supposed to react it, to it. You're supposed to die to it, memorize that it's there and then get it, get out of the a, way that's exactly what in is, advance. Yeah. You know? A bunch of the things are literally that. Uh, mm-hmm. It is really trial and error gameplay. Yeah. Uh, because the game hides relevant information from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that it, is, it, that it is hides the... relevant inf- information from you and punishes you for not having that information. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a real it's a real dom sub kind of <laughs> really power bottomed for yeah. Crash Two. <laughs> so the like it, it's a comedy week. FE.TV. Um, <laughs> so uh, there are also levels, incredibly regrettably, uh, that have you running towards the camera, mm-hmm. uh, keeping away from something that's chasing you. And there are P- I, I did like a long time ago, we played some game that had this in it. And I was like, does anybody like these? Mm-hmm. And some people were like, yeah, it switches things up. And I'm like, man, your bar has got to be more than it switches things up. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could do a lot of things by switching up. Like, hey, instead of eating dinner tonight, I'll have nails. Like. <laughs> switches it up you know like you eat a big bowl of nails yeah you know it, and like i I, ah. I, t- I understand at the time i understand the instinct at the time like okay we're going to have just this massive thing coming at you you know very smoothly that is causing a ton of destruction and you know you're going to be running toward it which makes the sprite bigger yeah like mm-hmm. like i can see this as like a tech demo more than anything but in in any sane world like that's how the level would start and then you would have like a little run and as you're doing the run up the camera turns around behind you <laughs> but yeah. then that takes away like or, or just don't do it <laughs> or, or the way god intended which is the camera goes to the side yes because then you can see ahead of you and behind you at the same time which is mm-hmm. what platformers are supposed to be yeah uh yeah, it, it's really rough. Um, you just have an incredibly short window to see the threats before reacting to mm-hmm. them. Which it's is not turning this into like, this weird timing game, but I can't read the things well enough because the crate, like coins and like everything's a mimic. Mm-hmm. Like coins and instant death boxes look the same in the millisecond I can look. Yeah. You know? You know, and we're not uh, saying it's impossible to react to this stuff in time. Like I'd say 80% of the time you you, you can, you know? Yeah. Like you get into the flow, but then they just kind of put in a fuck you because they have to make it hard. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and it just ends up becoming kind of trial and error. It's not impossible. It was frustrating for me. Yeah. You know, not even like that. Like I beat this game. It gives you a lot of lives. Like it's very generous with mm-hmm. lives. So like it wasn't that hard to get through it. I just didn't have very much fun. Yeah. It was hard it. to make so myself like, want to play it. Yes. Put away your good, get good uh, hats. First of all, it's get well. Superman gets good. <laughs> Second of all, it, it's a, uh, it doesn't really factor into this. It wasn't right. like, oh, these baby gamers couldn't play Crash. Yeah. I was succeeding at crash and being like, man, this is dumb. I'm dying mm-hmm. a lot for no reason. And like, doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other ways that you can speed up, uh, some like often by riding a polar bear. <laughs> um, so this takes away your ability to, uh, stop or slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, they move pretty quickly. Sometimes you have to ride a polar bear moving towards the camera, which is like the worst of both worlds. Yep. Um, and one of the things that makes this, you know, additionally difficult is that crash is, uh, you know, one pump jump, like crash, you, you die in one hit, mm-hmm. uh, generally, and you go back to a checkpoint. Um, unless you get, uh, the, the Waku Waku mask, like what is the name? Uh, of the? So I, I almost wondered, like in my notes, I called it Aku Aku, but I think Aku Aku is like, a, Aku. it's like a character from the first game who, yeah, I, I, I was unsure of the lore and I saw it just described as witch doctor mask. So that's what I, that's yes. what I called it. It is a, it is a floating like tiki mask, um, that flies around behind you. You can, um, stack these, like these stack up to three. Uh, if you get three, yep. you turn invincible. But if you have one of these masks, it will take a hit for you, uh, either from, yes. a, yeah, either from an enemy or from an environmental hazard, something like that. And you can continue on. Yes. Um, I think it is Aku Aku. Okay. And my understanding of the lore is in the first couple games, it's just a power up. And then in the later games, it becomes a spiritual advisor to crash, like a wise spiritual advisor to crash bandicoot, Ooh. Uh, which I think is, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of glad we didn't do one of the more lore heavy ones, but I also kind of wish that we had, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I kept going back yeah. and forth. They're like, Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, These masks are, are really weirdly, uh, rare. Yeah. So, uh, this mask, um, you know, there are obvious parallels with a mushroom from Mario. Um, note how in Mario, you get a mushroom at the beginning of almost every level. Yeah. Like the game is like, Hey, take a hit. Mm -hmm. You know, we know you're learning. Yeah. Uh, this game is not that though. Like this game, they're, they're rarer. Like they're not rare. Mm-hmm. But they are rarer. They're um, almost always put um, either in the middle of hazards or right before hazards where you're guaranteed to take a hit. Yeah, you're very, yeah, very likely to just lose it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, bummer. No. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, what's interesting with it is that it does have a uh, adaptive difficulty with these masks. Yes, I was very, I appreciated seeing that actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And this is an early example of that. Like I'm not, you know, I haven't done research, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it's the earliest, but it's one of the earlier ones I know of. Yeah. Um, so if you die enough times, uh, eventually it gives you an extra checkpoint and will give you an extra mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so your your mask per level uh, thing may vary. I forget um, if this is the series or if it was Jack and Daxter where Naughty Dog like actually named the variable uh, like Suckitude or something like that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just like um, internally, like that is the bit that is flipped in order to give you the uh, the chicken hat here. Yeah. Yeah. What one, one of my personal gaming uh <laughs> peeves, like an unforgivable sin. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially in this game where it's like 
Hey, we made it so you get, you had like two feet. You have one bandicoot width of lead time mm-hmm. to jump over this thing, and then I don't do it, and then you increase my suckitude. What I want to know is you fucking put um, it there, man. Why are you hitting yourself? Yeah, <laughs> it's like Nidog, the big brother. It's like the the Last of Us Two is all going to be out giving cordyceps wedgies and shit, like, <laughs> like doing purple nurples on the cordyceps yeah. monsters. Yeah, I, I like so I've got no idea why they went with the one pump chump kind of kind of thing. You know, the, yeah. the, the like the one hit and you die thing because this is obviously so. It takes a lot from Sonic, you know, because a lot of yeah. it is like momentum based, and that is a nice thing about Sonic, which is you're going to take hits, you're going to run into traps you didn't see because you are going to be moving very fast. You can just gather rings, and as long as you're holding at least one, you can continue. It's kind of like yeah, they, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like they, they they mixed and matched systems that didn't synergize with each other with each other at all. Because like you you collect basically rings, like you pick up these wampa fruits or whatever, and you get a hundred of those, you get an extra life. That's one of your main sources of you know extra tries at stuff. Um, but you know, there's a you know they they they, they stick with the stodgier, more punishing system. Yeah, it made me like, I don't like, you know, go way a million years back to where we did the Sonic episode. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the you're going to be running and then you see a trap you can't react to as a design philosophy in general. Like, I don't like it in Sonic either. Mm-hmm. But this did make me appreciate Sonic's like health system as being very generous. Yes. Like of the era and of the genre, like that is one of the most generous mm-hmm you know, systems that there are. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this does not have, I also noticed that similarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, this has limited lives. If you run out of lives, uh, you'll start over that whole kind of set of stages from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is incredibly collectible focused. So, uh, there are 25 purple crystals that are the minimum, uh, that mm-hmm. you have to get. There is also a uh, certain criteria that varies stage to stage to gather gems mm-hmm. for a different mad scientist. <laughs> uh, which reveals the good ending the bad ending uh, which is the one i got is hilariously like just like <laughs> brief and unsatisfying um and then the uh the crates themselves act as a collectible so one of those criteria is destroying every crate in a stage uh sometimes it's not uh destroying any crates mm-hmm. in a stage they can be kind of various things of which there are uh, sometimes oblique hints on loading screens and sometimes kind of not. Sometimes, sometimes um, you get to the, to the end and there's like a little challenge room before the exit that shows you what the yeah. criteria were. Then you have to go back to it. Yeah. 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 The little, uh, a couple little hints. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, you're just getting those coins, yeah. uh, which are Wumpa fruits, uh, which apparently Crash Bandicoot loves their sweet taste. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's yeah. generally why one would eat a fruit. If you like yeah. the sweet taste, you know, I love, I love the sweet taste of fruit. Yeah. It's nature's uh, dessert. Banana with breakfast. It yeah. is nature's dessert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said Wampa fruits earlier. I think Wampa is a, a star a Star Wars character. A star a Star Wars it monster. Uh, they're yeah. Yetis. Yeah. A Wampa. These are Wampa. Wampa. Yeah. With a U. Wampa. <laughs> um, kind of working into the collectible side of this is the uh, bonus path that is in each level. Um, I actually didn't mind these too much because they're side scrolling. Like, it's yeah, fine. Um, but, but yeah, they're side scrolling like mini dungeons where you can you can attempt to kind of gather these collectibles without without the risk of losing a life. Um, and they're short little challenges. Yep, uh, and they're also totally optional if you're not getting all the crates, mm-hmm. which I like. Um, this did uh, it does become side scrolling, which I like more. It does become that two point five D side scrolling. Yeah, that it turns into like is... a little big planet kind of thing. Yeah, there is an imprecision that is inherent in that. Yeah. 
pandemonium style mm-hmm. uh, imprecision. That's no no fun. Uh, each level also has what's known as the death path, which can only be reached if you did not die before getting to that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes this is just more collectibles, which are for more of those gems. Yeah. Um, each warp room concludes with a uh, a boss fight. So each five levels, mm-hmm. there's a boss, which tend to be a uh, little kind of puzzle bosses a little bit like little pattern yeah uh, they, pattern based puzzle they, they feel like patterns. later 3d mario boss fights where it's yeah, you know f- figure out figure out this this trick and then do it three times um they, yes. they 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 add complications after each phase but it's kind of kind of that thing yeah yeah um i yeah so uh it seems like a, a good time to, to chat about this mm-hmm. uh here one of the big things with this this game in general, I know we're going to work into the development, but it, it mostly played in for me and the bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is colorful mm-hmm. and everything. Um, this felt so... Once I read about the development, it confirmed a lot of how weird and cynical this felt to me. And it felt cynical to me in terms of... The first time I noticed it was looking at the enemy design, mm-hmm. which tend to be just like, what if an animal? Yeah. Right? Like, in one uh, in one level, there's just possums. And they're, they're just possums. They walk back and forth. And it's like, what if a possum, right? Like a deadly possum touches you, you get possum and, and you die. <laughs> um, it's not, not an awesome possum, just a regular possum. Uh, but these enemies, these these bosses feel like designing uh, Poochie yeah. to me. Like every single <laughs> one of them has this weird kind of gross, like British lack of personality. And by when I say that, I mean specifically like... Banjo Kazooie, like, what if a thing had googly eyes? Yeah, it feels it feels like a like specifically like a rare rare style thing. Yes, yeah. like rare style is, is specifically rather than saying British, I should say rare yeah, style. Yeah. Rare <laughs> style, like, just whoa, <laughs> you know, everything is like a pita pit, uh, you know, lettuce, mm-hmm. uh, and I just like the lack of personality in this game. The, I wish that I could have recorded the noise I made once I realized that we were actually going to cycle through the same five different biomes mm-hmm. as opposed to having different ones. I was like, oh, I'm on the river again. And yeah. it looks exactly the same. The noise I made <laughs> about like, I was just like with the fucking just piranha plants. Uh huh. You know, like eventually they introduced some other tricks, but I think that there is this weird, incredible dearth of personality and weirdness mm-hmm. to this. Like it feels like somebody looked at uh you know mario weirdness with mario's enemies and tried to emulate it and just failed yeah at it like there, there's not a lot of character it to these enemies and obstacles and it's, it's it's like a real superficial weirdness and you know i think that in trying to design these you know specifically with the bosses maybe with some of the enemies it was kind of like they were making side characters for the eventual you know crash bandicoot animated series yeah, you know, you know, or cart racer, which they actually yes. you know, did. Yeah. It was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it just, it has that like, you know, Sonic shitty friends, disgruntled goat, you know, <laughs> kind of feel to it in a way that just felt very painfully generic to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the very first level when it's just like, Oh, like, you know, here's, here's, here's an armadillo, mm-hmm. you know, walking back and forth. What if a critter, like it, it just, <laughs> it, it sucked. Uh, I, I was not into any of the creatures I was looking at mm-hmm. uh, in this, and I do not like the personality or steez of any of the characters, really. Yeah. Um, you know, I really, really struggle with that. So the mm-hmm. bosses, uh, while being mechanically okay, I found pretty pretty bland. Mm, pretty, pretty, pretty hollow. 
and uh un, 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 unsatisfying yeah it's it's a, it's a real superficial weirdness like i i get what they're trying to do like specifically with just the way like a, the way a frame presents to you like there are no 90 degree angles in this it's like it's the haunting of hill house <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> like um and uh everything is colorful and kind of just uh super deformed and stuff like that but ultimately it doesn't it doesn't add up to anything that says anything about the uh, about the characters or what they're like what you're going to do when you fight them you know well and the weirdness like is only is not that super deformed colorfulness in the context of we're setting out to uh intentionally create a mascot platformer is the opposite of what they could do like this yeah. despite so much sonic steez like even down to the you know animals mixed with technology what if this was photorealistic <laughs> what if you you did all of the same things but it was a photorealistic bandicoot mm-hmm. and then a you know photorealistic possums and stuff like that like that'd be <laughs> a, a thousand times weirder and cooler mm-hmm. you know instead though it just like you know this started off as a sonic like kind of uh, homage or, you know, attempt to do a Sonic game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has so much fucking Sonic energy. Yeah. That like drives me nuts. Like, so they, uh, uh, as we, you know, they had this contract signed with Sony for three games. And the whole idea was to update uh, popular kind of 16 bit mascot games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know they called it Sonic's ass game because you constantly looked at the main character's ass mm-hmm. and it wasn't Sonic ass collection. Um, <laughs> Arcane kids. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. There's very little impreg in this one. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they call it Sonic's ass game. <laughs> What's that? Gotta get all the gems <laughs> to get that ending to get the impreg ending. Oh geez. <laughs> Sonic is birth to his sister. <laughs> And her laptop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's funny that they called it that because it says, oh, we, we settled on this camera angle super early on. Yeah. 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 And, and this is before the, the development of the, of the, of the first crash. I just, I felt like including notes about crash as a, as a, as a character, Be, you know, but kind, kind of mostly to, uh, to, to bring in this thing. When you mentioned Poochie, um, I, yeah. I like, I immediately did, I did Poochie groans because the, the, the original, um, the original name for crash was Willie the wombat. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Willie the wombat. Like that's like it i don't know if it's just because i'm used to hearing crash bandicoot and and that's why crash bandicoot sounds better than willie the wombat but whatever sony said okay we see your wombat and willie is fine but we need to we need to rostify it by about 10 percent or so so why don't we call him wes wuzzles or wizzy the wombat wizzy (laughs) wizzy the wombat no Sony. No, 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 no. Sony. Sony. I mean, but also Willie the Wombat sucks ass too. Yeah. This <laughs> is all this is also through the floor for sucking ass. Like, <laughs> so, uh, and so like Willie the Wombat only is not terrible because it's not because it is in the notes next to Wes or Wuzzles. Yeah, Wes Wes the, the non-discriminate. <laughs> we don't even know what Wes is. Um so this is the mascot for Sony. This is this feels like to me. Um, the first of the last wave of the mascot things like, yes, there's blinks and he will be recognized, but <laughs> it, it was um, like, this was the last gasp of the golden age of like, we got to have a mascot. Uh-huh. Um, and he ended up being the mascot for PlayStation, which meant a bunch of intolerable commercials with yeah. like, uh, you know, a failed theater student in a crash costume yelling mm-hmm. at Nintendo HQ that I saw yeah. a thousand times growing up and mm-hmm. was just like, fuck this. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, 
17 and fuck this. <laughs> it's pretty, like, pretty bad. God. Yeah, no, just he, he became part of this, uh, part of this marketing apparatus. And it, I mean, it's interesting because Crash is third party, like Sony didn't develop mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, said that would ultimately lead to some weirdness when Crash would leave Sony first party and go multi platform a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just the, the idea, like, man, c- could you imagine if that was still going on today? Like, if, yeah, if, if the PlayStation 4 is like, where's the, <laughs> you know, what, uh, yeah. Where's yeah. the wombat? Where's just, the wallaby for the PlayStation Four? So bad, like knack, knack. Ooh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, part of part of this too, like we're we're talking about this, and this is going to be different than some people because uh, there is a uh, an irony appreciation for this stuff, especially yeah. for like knack, but even for this kind of thing, even for for Crash, like he wears jorts. <sighs> yeah, he only right. wears jorts. Mm-hmm. Like he's like. You know, the kind of guy who you'd call your manager if he came into the gas station you're working at. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what do I do? The yeah. Jewish guy's back. Um, I don't have any of that ironic appreciation. No, no. This for, is the, the this stuff. Uh, I, I can't get down with the with with the Shrek, the Shrek angle. Of yeah, this. exactly. There's a Shrek angle to it that is very popular in online discourse. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's a weird, you know, irony fuck mm-hmm. kind of kind of appreciation angle to this kind of jorts wearing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, buffoon that I cannot countenance. <laughs> right. I, like, I have no tolerance or appreciation or affection yeah, for I, this kind of earnest stupidity from I, the nineties. I, I cannot sanction this buffoonery. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Will not, cannot. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so kind of another thing from the first, uh, from the develop the development of the first game that influenced this as well. Uh, the crates were something that they added because of technical limitations, uh, they couldn't fit uh, a lot of enemies on the screen at the same time, and a huge stretches of the of the levels were really boring. So they added the crates uh, to add interest to the yeah. uh, to the individual levels. Yeah. Um, if you look at development details about Crash Two, there's mostly technical. Yeah. Um, finding new ways to kind of render water and such like that, like making it look. Uh, better mm-hmm. uh, the team had these huge ambitions to revamp the controls um, right. and they got pretty far in this i was reading about this last night mm-hmm. um in giving him new moves and then also the ability to turn the camera 180 so you can switch which way you know you're going yeah um but the development time got crunched down and they did not have time to do it yeah they only had a year to make the game yep yeah, yeah. um the music in this i think is you know good it's yeah, it, it, generally it, generally pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like give give Mark Mothersbra the word Australia and say go to town. <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you're just like, but yeah, I listened to it. I was like, man, this sounds like a Mark Mothersbra did this. Oh yeah, he totally did. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and yep. the level design in this uh, got a last minute sweetening past when the lead designer of Gex Enter the Gecko joined the team, <laughs> Dan Airy. <laughs> Get the Gex guy on the case. Yeah. He's mascot royalty. He's, 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 remember the wolf from Pulp Fiction? He's like that, but for platformers. <laughs> we call him in to solve problems. We call him the Gecko. Uh, sit back, relax your ass, and the Gecko will be there to straighten it out shortly. <laughs> the Gecko, that's all you had to say. Uh, Gex is going to enter this crime scene. <laughs> how is it possible that we've done almost like 500 episodes of abject suffering but we've not covered a single fucking gex yet? game yeah i don't i don't know man this is it's all a big blind spot for me because i nope the shit out of this <laughs> like pretty quick I mean, i'm not trying to brag i i you know probably have like 60 hours in arrow the acrobat right, as a right. kid but like 
you know, but I, by the time it became 32 bit, I was like, this is dumb as hell. I'm yeah, out. Yeah. I'm not going to gex. <laughs> give me, give me RoboPod, RoboCod. <laughs> give me death. <laughs> Put that on the sign. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> give me RoboCod or give me death. Uh, so uh, at the last minute, uh, this death animation that left Crash's head and feet, you mm-hmm. know, like a cartoon, like getting smashed by a safe or whatever, yeah, was yeah. cut because it resembled uh, the work of a Japanese serial killer who was active at the time. Fucking grim. Uh, who would cut out people's middle, like leave them with just their head and their feet. Mm-hmm. The torso taker yeah, no, struck again. Like No, no middle sliders. Yeah, no, no middle sliders, uh, no, no middle uh, anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no. which is just uh, which is just uh, yeah. bonkers. They did leave in. Uh, it's funny because they they did leave in the death animation for drowning, which is just him floating in your pool. Uh. You know, <laughs> which I really like. Damn it, the bandicoot's in the pool again. Yeah. Oh, geez, a bandicoot <laughs> died in my pool. You, you, you got to go. Guys, you, we can't go swimming. You, you, you got to go scoop him out before he gets pulled into the filter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not gonna be able to get that bandicoot hair out of there. Is he sentient? I don't think so. <laughs> like he's he's uh, he the, he's, he he trusts the scientist again. I don't think he clears the bar for sentience. No, but at the same time, we don't want to clean up all the blood and bone from right, right. When he gets stuck in no, the no, you're gonna get so. you're, you're gonna get flies, and then you're gonna get mosquitoes. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you basically a bandicoot in the pool is gonna start an ecosystem, and you, that's yeah, not you, what you want. <laughs> you don't want to create a horrible soup. <laughs> like <laughs> stew the bandicoot. Yeah, you get a bandicoot. You got a stew. Yeah, stew going. Let's get a bandicoot in the pool. Um. <laughs> I, so I mean, I, I will say I've got a little bit of a uh, little little bit of a soft spot for the death animations in this. I think that those are cute and inventive. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Like I, I, I think this is this is an example of a thing that happened a lot with Dreamfall where. Things that I would ordinarily like, I don't like because the game burned up yeah, all my goodwill. Yeah. Like, it's very hard for me to appreciate anything if I'm in a state of frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this game put me in a state of frustration enough, uh, you know, vacillating wildly between frustration and boredom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then brief moments of fun that it was just very hard for me to turn the other cheek. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I would feel bad um, if I didn't admit it, though, because it did bring me small yeah. joy. And, you know, yeah. in, in the interest of fairness, Gary, I'm a reasonable person. Yeah. I just want, I just want people to know how enlightened I am. Yeah. yeah. Both sides. <laughs> um the uh so this game was well regarded by critics and players mm-hmm. uh, as a step up from the first game sold like you know gangbusters mm-hmm. you know yeah. um but it's like it was well regarded by critics as a step up but it wasn't well regarded in general like weirdly enough again the way that i kept saying this like feels like it should be an evolutionary dead end mm-hmm. if you read reviews at the time critics were like yeah it's really hard to sight read this mm-hmm. um it's tons of trial and error. The camera's too pushed in. Like they have all the same problems we have. Mm-hmm. It just, they kept going with it. Yeah. You know, which is part of why this feels so cynical to me. Like it feels like, Oh, it sold well. Mm-hmm. You know, it does not matter if we're making good art. It just sold well. Yeah. You know, like the, like the Sarge's heroes games or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so the series would continue, uh, long after it should have stopped. Uh, mm-hmm. crash three warped came out pretty soon after this. And is considered to be, you know, like it kind of is neck and neck with this for the best in the series. A lot of people really like Crash mm-hmm. Three, um, and then after that, uh, you know, and they did like a, they did Crash Bash and they did like a like a kart racer. After that, though, it uh, uh, kind of got handed off to a um, let, let's say a cascading series of uh, third party developers uh, with less and less prestige each time. Uh, and also yeah. this this tank like crash killed two studios 
Yeah. Before yeah, it ultimately, kind of, before it ultimately wound down, before they put it on ice to bring it back for the nostalgia crowd. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He needed to be stopped, uh, <laughs> and he was briefly, um, but then nostalgia came out, and uh, he did. Right. You know, so he came back with that insane trilogy, um, which updated the three games for modern systems. Uh, does make them look nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the that version does look nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, for what it is, it happened around the same time as the Spyro the Dragon. Yes. Uh, resurgence and those games mm-hmm. have some weird shared di- DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they eventually did crossovers. This, yeah. Well, yeah, they they had to because there was a frothing fan demand for it. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing to me. Yeah. Like I was I was reading about like this where people were just like, oh my fucking God, it would be so cool <laughs> if Crash Bandicoots met Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> and I'm like, that sentence, man. Like, can you imagine like, you know, here I'm, sir, I'm here to pick up your daughter for prom. Also, I think it'd be incredibly cool if Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon just met. You don't have to fight or anything. I just want them to meet. Yeah. You know, like, what, what do you yeah. do with that? What if Penny met a dinosaur? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, up in heaven, Jimmy, <laughs> Keith Moon, Crash Bandicoot, they're all jamming. What kind of band would they have? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they absolutely had to before, like before uh, Spyro. I mean, it's just the, the, the arc of that uh, turning, just turning into the Skylanders, like Spyro becoming an incredibly mm-hmm. minor part of his own franchise as they, as they decided as the, as the developer of star control two said, Oh, we have toys to sell. So Spyro, <laughs> yeah. you've got to, you got to step the fuck back. Yeah. Step down Spyro. It's time for this like generic ass looking dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's a, it was a bleak time, mm-hmm. you know, 32 bit era. <laughs> Yeah. And, and oh, we're, no, it's we're like, into, like in, this, the, uh... in the PS2 doldrums is, is, is oh, yeah, when yeah. all that shit happened. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. PS2, yeah, yeah. PS3. But, like, they, they tried to keep it going. Yeah, no. We're entering into a nostalgia phase for all that stuff, and it makes me incredibly sad. It's like, yeah. <laughs> not everything is worth nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into it. So there is a story to this. Uh, I opted when I put this together instead of like trying to sum up when the stuff was <sighs> sum up when like the, the little bits were laid out over the course of the game. Like, let's just kind of like summarize it all here uh, before mm-hmm. we talk talk about the levels, because like literally it has nothing to do with what you're doing in the stages. It is just a talking head that expositions to you. So it makes more sense to, yes. do, to do this here because you've got like you're in the warp rooms and then cortex appears through a hologram and like either taunts you or praises you and yes. you know urges you to continue yeah yes uh cortex uh who voices cortex isn't it like clancy brown i can't, I, I can't remember i don't know it's, i it's... think it's clancy brown which is which is pretty cool mm-hmm. uh that's a good uh cortex i'm sorry i'm just gonna do this because i gotta gotta know uh because it's kind of fun mm-hmm. uh this yeah uh, clancy brown at least at one point yeah uh did him so it's a charismatic uh performance mm-hmm. of a character that i don't have any real affection for right right oh yeah that is um, clancy brown isn't it yeah 
Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the game opens after the defeat of Cortex in the first game. Um, he falls into this cavern and discovers purple power crystals, uh, very similar to the end of the Sonic movie. <laughs> um, and he uh, uses these with his sidekick, Dr. N-Gen, N-Gen, mm-hmm. uh, which that's a clever, I don't know if you um, pick that up, but engine. What? You know, like a, like a car engine. Yeah. <laughs> N-Sane. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they create a, a space station called Cortex Vortex. Uh and uh, while he's doing this, he grabs Crash, who's hanging out with his sister. Um, there's also a lot of fan outcry about Crash's girlfriend disappearing, yeah, to, to, who to, is the lady Tawny. Okay, that was the, the, the Tawny or Tanya, um, something like that. Yeah, no, so the, the, the girlfriend disappeared. There are conflicting reports on that. Um, the one hmm. that seems to be reported the most, the one that I saw, was that Sony of Japan was uncomfortable having having Tawny being as sexy as she was. So they mm. they ended up re- 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 replacing her. Uh, doesn't sound like Sony of Japan. No, no, it doesn't. Like, yeah, I just, uh, huh? And then so, so they replace it with a sister. Yeah, uh, as if people online are not going to make them fuck. Yeah, nice little Magino line you built there. <laughs> yeah, and really, like really uh, imagining uh, the nice zero result I'll get if I put. You know, <laughs> Crash and Coco slash fiction. Yeah. Um. So he's hanging out with his sister, Coco, who apparently has normal intelligence and can operate a computer and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cortex tells Crash that the planets are aligning. Uh, something terrible is going to happen to Earth if Crash doesn't gather the 25 crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go and you gather crystals. Cortex pops in, either like praising <clears throat> you or escorting you. Um, it's clear that he's the bad guy, even if you didn't read the title of the game. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, Coco cuts in through the transmission to kind of say that the crystals are powering a machine. The Cortex will use to mind control the entire Earth. But she keeps getting cut off. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the the plot moves forward through, like, a bad Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, yeah. In this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but just so, at, at the end, you, you know, destroy Cortex and his little Igor engine. That kills me. Yeah, That kills me that you figured I, that out. It's a good joke. Yeah. I mean, credit, yeah. you know, game recognized game. I, I, I didn't think anybody would top miles per hour, um, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> uh, there's another scientist who I never actually encountered. So I didn't know this was a thing. Uh, there's a scientist named Embryo, um, yes. which um, is weird because it should be M Brio, but they had to keep it <laughs> as an N uh, yeah. to keep with because the theme. Otherwise it whatever. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he appears and says, Hey, stop working for cortex, work with me and gather the, uh, colored gems instead. Uh, and you get those by getting, uh, by fulfilling certain criteria or whatever. Uh, you get the good yeah. ending by getting all 25 of the, uh, power crystals or sorry, you get the, you know, the regular ending, bad ending by getting the power crystals. You get the good ending by getting all the colored gems and working with embryo. Yeah. I watched this online. I didn't do it. Yeah. So if you, if you think I got all the colored gems in this, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I did uh, did watch this guy online. Uh, would it surprise you to know that he's a scientist with a big head and a silly voice uh, who yells in a kind of a stock cartoon voice? Yeah, um, no, let me let me yeah. pop my eyes back into their sockets because they popped yeah. out in utter surprise. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that that is uh, indeed the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode's going to be a little bit weird because uh, we're not going to, you know, and then you run into this kind of hole in the ground. We're yeah. going to go through the levels, introduce new things mostly mm-hmm. um, and kind of typical platformer 
uh, fashion. I think that we got most of our kind of generalities, you know, out of this mm-hmm. early on, but there's a lot of like crash ass levels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do it. Um, and you can yep. do any of these five, like any of the warp uh, stages in any order. Uh, like I literally just, when I was making notes, I just went from left to right. Um, as you, as you, yeah. 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 I did, I, and they're, they're roughly laid out that way in terms mm-hmm. of ascending difficulty. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. uh, she off in warp room one. Uh, and sometimes these stages have pun names. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they're just called turtle woods, <laughs> uh, which is the woods with turtles. Yeah. Uh, you know, only some turtles, mm-hmm. primarily armadillos, but woods with some turtles yes yeah the 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 turtles kind of make their appearance at the end Mm -hmm. yeah so so this is like your green hill zone like there's not an awful lot of um there is not an awful lot of pitfalls here uh it's mostly safe ground it's kind of demonstrating what some of the different blocks are and things like that uh you know some of them really slow you down like the like the bouncy ones like the cages full of the wumpa fruit you know that you gotta jump on several times yeah well, they slow you down if you want to get all the coins or you want to break all the boxes. Yes. You know, which started for me early on. Like, there is an inherent joy to collecting a coin, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but at some point, you know, when it's all coins and it's not New Brother Brothers 2, mm-hmm. I just kind of, like, started ignoring these things. I had enough lives. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's okay. Um, there are armadillo-level uh, enemies who have... Uh, you know, no spikes on either side, so you can jump on them or spin on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are turtle enemies that have spikes on the side, so you can't slide them. You have to jump on them. Yeah. And then there are these weird little trap pits uh, that you fall into uh, that a series of moles pop out of that you have to jump on until eventually a mushroom pops up for you to bounce out of. Yeah. Uh, it's weird how even in, when you come back to this biome, those pits go away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that stops being a thing. The little arena battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, the purple crystal, you know, the main crystal you're going to get as opposed to the gem, mm-hmm. uh, is very, you know, right on the critical path mm-hmm. there. Um, as just kind of a blanket statement as well, we're not going to talk about all the ways you get the alternate gems. No, no. In this, again, I, I watched a hundred percent run of like speed run of this mm-hmm. to see what they were. Um, and they, it's get all the boxes or go down a certain path. Mm-hmm. And in one level it's don't get all the boxes. So, right. We're not going to chat about those. They're not that interesting in terms of talking about the level design. Like mm-hmm. there are things that the levels do to make that difficult. Yeah. So in the level where it's like, don't get any boxes uh, to get the gem, you can't get the uh, checkmark box. You know, that counts. Mm-hmm. You can't get the Aku Aku mask box. Right. So it is, it is more challenging mm-hmm. uh, to, to get the thing, but as is, you know, kind of critical path, uh, does not make that big of a difference. Yes. You know, and talking about the geometry of the level. Right. Um, we go to a new biome with Snow Go. Mm-hmm. Um, Snow Go. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of the Arctic, uh, the Arctic biome here. This starts you out uh, next to three crates. You have your mask, you've got your nitro, and you've got the uh, the TNT. Uh, this will mm-hmm. help you uh, just, you know, if you did not carry this knowledge over from the first game, understand the difference between nitro crates and TNT crates. Um, I yes. didn't I didn't levy this uh, complaint in the in the generalities, and I should have. Um, but specifically like jumping over crates ended up being a thing that would, uh, that would get me specifically, uh, nitro crates, uh, because there are two things that work against you. First, uh, if you are running away from the camera, it is very, very difficult to, to, to determine, uh, the distance between things. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're just going to run into a crate when you thought you had another couple of crash widths um, to go. Um, additionally, like crashes jump arc, if you are moving when you jump, um, will would more often than not for me take me right into the corner of these things making it so i would have to stop and then jump up high and almost lob crash over the lob crash over the nitro um otherwise i would just run and jump right into the side of the things a huge problem later in the game and and to me that that is a fundamental like this is an exaggerated version but this is the problem i have with 3d platformers yeah is the inability to quickly and precisely judge Mm -hmm. distances and arcs and such like that like it it is just a harder perspective and this is super challenge mode for that this is a worse mm -hmm. version of it yeah you know more competent 3d it it makes me wonder if they're like if the genre was created by somebody who lost sight in one eye and wanted to punish everybody else with depth depth perception like ah you can tell the distance between things now (laughs) welcome to my world yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I I uh I had that pre- same problem a lot. The other thing that would happen to me a lot because of the 2.5D uh stuff when you go side scrolling is I would land and then would just slide into the side of an enemy. Mm-hmm. Like the enemy would be on the platform I was going for. Yeah. They'd be walking back and forth on a very short cycle. I can't really judge my jump arc specifically. Mm-hmm nor the hitboxes of everything yeah, because it's, it's 3d. Uh, so I would land right next to a guy and then he would, you know, overlap me for an absolute millisecond. Yeah. And those became very tricky as well. So mm-hmm. I had a similar thing with just kind of barely grazing hazards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this introduces uh, penguin enemies, the slide back and forth in a pattern, um, often just on the edges of bottomless pits. Yeah. So you have to either deal with them or run past them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it introduces uh, ice, Mm-hmm. Uh, crash has very hostile ice physics yes um really really difficult uh very very aggressive ice physics mm-hmm. um and they right away they basically put nitro on the ice yeah so, so you have to chart a path ice field chart a path yeah. doing a slalom between them yeah 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 um something about the about the pits specifically the pits that uh that extend all the way across your uh field of play uh they are not of uniform um distance between them like it is not a uniform yes. uh width yeah. so like you would often have to like as you are running sometimes uh with something chasing you uh judge like what what parts of the geometry are closest to each other otherwise if you did if you did not know to do a dash and a jump uh you would just fall short when it would feel like you were making the jump at the last possible possible moment uh maybe even making the jump with like the coyote time like nope, you still fall yeah. short because because like things are just imprecisely lined up. It's really weird the way they do the jagged edges yeah. of uh, of pits in this. That was actually, I mean, I, again, we're we're gonna and we we're kind of doing this first world where they're introducing all the ideas. We're gonna get some generalities out that we had yeah, neglected yeah. to mention. Uh, being able to ignore that consideration was the biggest upgrade that learning how to like do the the slide dash yes. like dash jump gave me because i fucking hated that mm-hmm. like during the uh the first time i noticed that was the uh the you know the thing chasing me crash dash level mm-hmm. where i would just jump over a pit and would just fall on the other end i was like what the fuck do you want me to do yeah, what did i do wrong i jumped at the last moment <laughs> yeah what on earth and then looking i'm like oh surely this is just an aesthetic thing 
there's not actually a difference in the hitboxes of this this pit with the jagged edge. Mm-hmm. No, there definitely is. And almost immediately they start making you having to like change in air. Mm-hmm. Like jump from one side and then kind of scoot over to another side. Yeah. In like a real cartoony way. And it's just it's 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 hostile. Yeah. Um the underground area in Snowgo with the side scrolling has these piston traps that mm-hmm. uh, that pop down every once in a while. No big deal. Uh here will later become more annoying. Yes, when they're paired up with a different kind of piston. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hang 8 uh, takes you to kind of this forest ruins river biome. Uh, you are over water and you're platforming on these narrow walkways uh, and these temporary platforms that only provide you momentary refuge before they sink. Yes, uh, and there are piranha plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lunge. If you get too close, you have to leap on them from a distance, which is difficult because of 3D platforming things. Mm-hmm. And then you get on a sewer surf, sewer surfing. Uh, you get on a jet powered surfboard for these segments. Um, I, I didn't, these aren't really auto scrolling. Uh, yeah. They yeah, just control can, differently. You like, can slow down. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, they, they control really strangely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty hard to know exactly what's happening. Like if you turn to the right, I kept expecting to continue to be pointed forward, but just kind of like, like a racing game or like, mm-hmm you know, wave race, but instead you go 90 degrees yeah. to the right. It's actually controls closer to you do on the ground than you would expect mm-hmm. with just different momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, takes you longer to really, stop, really takes bizarre. you longer to, to, to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really weird because bizarre. like these segments, it feels like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sewer surfing. Um, so I mm-hmm. should be moving faster. Uh, it wasn't really the case, actually. No, no, no. it's t- it's time for a caution. <laughs> as soon as you get on a surfboard, it's time yeah. for a caution. When you're on a rocket, so when you're on a rocket surfboard, you gotta really remember safety, <laughs> yeah. town. Yeah, safety first <laughs> on the rocket surfboard. Yeah, that my you know idiot bandicoot has jumped onto. Uh-huh. Um, and it ends with some kind of timed hippo platforming. Like you jump on the backs of hippos, eventually they sink. To, have to mm-hmm. kind of time it out. Yes. Um, again, like large portion of this, you can kind of skip if you uh, use the movement tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we get to the forest biome again with the pits. Uh, this is where mm-hmm. they uh, introduce more death drops. So, like if uh, Turtle Woods was the Green Hill Zone, uh, this is the version of Green Hill Zone that is not trying to coddle you. Yes. Yeah. Dark Green Hill Zone. <laughs> um. So this is the first level that has branching paths, which I did not realize were a thing in Crash. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought you were always on a track. And I got kind of excited for a moment because I was like, oh, like exploration. Yeah. The way they, they express this idea is so incredibly limited, though. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just it has a branching path. Like, a, like I think this one just has one. Um, but you can pick the wrong one. Like, the gem mm-hmm. is on one of the paths. Yeah. Where's the puzzle there? <laughs> like what is, what is the what is the information i had to make a choice wait you went left instead of right choice? you stupid piece of shit suck a dude better turn that <laughs> up to one you know like fuck off devs like this is like it's so clearly like not good design to just mm-hmm. be like what am i holding you know which hand do i have the key in <laughs> right you tell know? me what number i'm thinking of <laughs> Yeah, what do I have in my pocket? Like, it's just very frustrating. Like, going down the wrong path and having to do it again was just like, boy, you know, in in my nearly, you know, nearly 10 years of do, of doing this shit, like, it's very obvious to me that you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are also uh, these new mammal kind of razorback kind of warthog looking dealies that have uh, razors on their backs. I don't know. These aren't the warthogs. These are the guys with the... Uh, this is where they introduced the big sonic steeds where things are half mechanical. Mm-hmm. These are the guys with the buzz saws on their back. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. You know, just gotta just gotta uh, get into them from the side, learning yep. that. Um, I mean, we gotta we, we gotta get to Crash Dash because this is yeah, where yeah. you're running away from a boulder. Uh, doing the well, game. And is a big river roostan. I'm <laughs> fucking salivating in anticipation. <laughs> I can't wait to cape for river roo. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, Crash Dash. Mm-hmm. So this is uh the for- forest biome again, which you know again audible groan that they reused the biome right. for me. Um, and this is your first run towards the screen level being chased by a boulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these suck. Um, there are new hazards in these. Uh, there are landmines, which weirdly don't kill you. Yeah. They, they just kind of slow, slow you down. down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, electric gates, you have to slide under pits. No, you, the, you don't then, have the electric gates. You have to slide under just yet. That comes oh, later. These, oh, you Here, just these, avoid these. The, yeah. These are the ones you have to sw- yeah. swallow them around. Yeah. Swallow them. Uh, and then pits, and then there are little boost tiles. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, my one of my understandings is that the uh, boost tiles get this little signal squares. I think that is an insane trilogy innovation. Well, that's good. Yeah, is my understanding was in the original game they just appeared. Mm-hmm. Um, here, though, you get little uh, little like ellipses. Yeah, matter. yeah. No, I appreciated. I, I thought, oh, that's good design. They they signal what's mm-hmm. coming up. That couldn't possibly be something they did in the PlayStation era. Yeah. 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 Um, and you just, you run away and they're like, it's a weird thing where all these levels, you know, take 90 seconds to beat, mm-hmm. two minutes to beat, but they feel so long because you get to the end of them and then just another fucking boulder mm-hmm. comes. Like you get, you get to these little overhangs. <laughs> Yeah. Where the boulder stops. And then somebody has put another boulder up there. To yeah, chase you. Like yeah. I understand video games have stages that are very abstract. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very hard to have an understanding of like, what was even happening? Like, where am I? And what even is this? Yeah. You know, I, I guess these are traps caught like designed by <clears throat> someone. Yeah. Not cortex, you know, because that, and my understanding is that Cortex came from the lab that designed all the evil animals mm-hmm. and also uh, increased the intelligence of Crash. And that's his origin. But not too much. Um, not, yeah, certainly not too much. Like, even though TV tropes, <laughs> I was reading the TV tropes for it, and they were like quiet genius or like some, some trope about how he's actually very smart. <laughs> and, and then the text of it was like, Crash exhibits acrobatics, high strength, and like basically listed his superpowers in the back of his trading card. <laughs> like man tv tropes hidden depths <laughs> can jump real good yeah <laughs> still waters jump high um <laughs> yeah. The, uh, but yeah this I mean, we talked about running towards the camera and how these levels are bad You're right uh they get worse mm-hmm. um and then we get our first boss which is uh my boy mm-hmm. uh ripper roo the one uh, who's the not only actually my boy yeah uh who's a kangaroo who is a serial killer clown Mm-hmm. Um, who looks like uh, exactly like one of the weasels from um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like oh, yeah. One. That's what he made me think of, like the one laughing one. Yeah. Uh, but the joke is he's a kangaroo, but he bounces around on a pogo stick. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a cyborg kangaroo. And uh, he leaves, initially leaves, uh, goes around in his grid, leaving TNT crates behind him. Mm-hmm. So you basically have to kind of... Uh, follow him uh you know those tnt crates will immediately start to come down you have to find the safe spot Mm -hmm. to stand in like where he's not going uh he does this uh weirdly twice Mm -hmm. before before every time you can hit him and then eventually uh you have to hit him three times eventually he does this with nitro boxes Mm -hmm. um which means that you have to just really stay away from him and kind of anticipate the corner yeah yeah um he'll he'll be in Mm -hmm. uh or he won't be in rather 
Yeah. And just like kind of judge the explosion distance and stay away from that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he leaves the TNT ones around. He can deal with that. But when he switches to nitro, like he can, you know, he gets frustrated by not hitting you. So you got to bring out the big guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he, when he starts, uh, when he starts, he's you know, doing the nitro, he'll leave, he'll leave a bunch of those. And then the last one will blow him up and that makes him vulnerable. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I really have a lot of respect for the Heath Ledger Ripper Roo. Um, he 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 really elevated it i think yeah he really elevated the ripper and the suicide squad ripper was no good Mm, no um it took it too far took it too far uh so this moves on to stage two uh we're in snow biz snow biome again audible grown that we're just gonna go through these five biomes Mm -hmm. weirdly there is one more but they wait quite a while to introduce it yeah or two more yeah there are a couple yeah (laughs) there are two more but it's it's real slow trickle Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Uh, this one starts out with you uh, side-scrolling, uh, substantially mm-hmm. tougher this time. Uh, they start really using the ice in front of more traps. Uh, yeah. So you end up needing to, uh, uh, you know, really understand the timing of the pistons that are coming down and slide past the stuff. Uh, otherwise, you get smooshed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, lots of smooshing happening uh, to me. Um, there are also these porcupine enemies that puff out their quills and dash at you. Um, if they see you and you have to wait for them to calm down, mm-hmm. you're hurting them or just bypass them. Right. Uh, jump over them. Yeah. They will often like work these, work these into like little stealth scenario kind of things. Like they will not see you past a crate. So you've got to like yeah. wait until they are uh, moving away from you uh, to get down and make a, make a dash for them or else they will uh, yeah. turn. They will turn uh, hostile on you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this um, ends with a normal 3d running away from the camera stretch where you've got these, uh, rolling, these big rolling stone wheels, uh, that are that are, uh, moving kind of left and right on a half pipe almost. Uh, they end up working these out to you know, with really weird, uh, they combine them together with uh, weird phases that you have to, uh, that you have to account for, uh, to get the, yeah. you know, to run through, um, safely. motion wheels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is called air crash. Uh, which I was, there's a little bit of a minor controversy with this game because on the front of it, you have a jet pack mm-hmm. and I was thinking air crash, you know, time, time for, the yeah. you know, time for, time for jet pack. Uh, the jet pack does not happen until the very end of the game. Right. Uh, for two, for two stages. Mm-hmm. Um, this is in the jungle ruins. Very little air going on. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there are more, it's kind of trickier. It's an elevation, uh, more temporary stops, more Venus flytrap enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends with this walkway where it's alternating nitro blocks and these anglerfish enemies that kind of arc through, um, which I guess are the air part of this. Maybe. Um, so it's kind of like a red light, green light mm-hmm. a little bit, um, alternating with a, a normal jumping yes. challenge and kind of timing those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is fine. Yeah. Uh, what is not fine is Barrett. Um, yeah, not the Final it. Fantasy VII characters, bear it, like grin yes. and bear it. Um, yep. Yeah, this is your first bear riding stage. Uh, there's a little yep. uh, bear uh, waiting outside the uh, the arena for this. If you jump on him, he will yeah. give you 10 lives. Well, uh, so yeah, that's if you, if, you know, so that's a little trick mm-hmm. for this if you want to get those extra lives. I have to, I know that, you know, this is already going to be a fairly short episode mm-hmm. and I'm doing my best to slow it down. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I had to camp out for just a second on the look that camera or Crash gives the camera when he sees the bear. <laughs> Did you notice that, dude? No, I didn't. What? 
you see you you come into the stage the bear is there you walk forward until crash like looks over his shoulder and does the uncleist like eyebrow raise i've ever seen in my fucking life i just like this is gonna get and weird then, <laughs> jumps on the bear <laughs> it's a really funny animation like he's like yeah it's so sinister <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's very, you know, I try not to turn everything into a sex joke, mm-hmm. but it does really look like he's going to, he's going to have sex with the bear. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's there's no other valid read of this situation. That is, what, that is what he looked like. Hey, you know, I'm a big and slop. Like, yep. While the cat's away, the mouse will play. It It is the biggest like shit eating grin that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. It's really good. It's very funny. It happens every time he jumps on. Mm-hmm. So whenever this fucking bear. Yeah. It's uh, a tiny up. bear too. It's like, it's smaller than Crash is. Oh yeah. The, the scoliosis on this bear. Like, the spine <laughs> disease this bear is going to end up with from, from this jorts wielding moron. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> I like, I like he's wielding them. He's not girded in them. He, <laughs> my, my jorts are my short, my sword and my shield. It's, it's, it's like the old monk. The jorts are actually Grash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> that just, this poor marsupial is carrying, is carrying a grim passenger. <laughs> So these are the auto scrollers, uh, the, <laughs> right. the, the sped up auto scrollers where the, the bear can't stop. You can move mm-hmm. left and right. You make the bear dash. You can't really slow it down very much and you can jump. Yeah. And this is incredibly memorization based. Yeah. Uh, you know, really, really, you know, and something that complicates it, which again, like this would have been impressive back in the day because so many things were kind of fixed to a grid, right? You would be running down a hallway and you would see the stuff coming at you. Like they obscure the draw distance by having the path that you're going to be going down kind of wind left and right. Um, and mm-hmm. that is like that, that is how they delay you getting the information that you need about, uh, about where you need to be and when you need to jump. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is just a, a fundamentally frustrating thing that probably shouldn't have you know, ever been done. Right. It should have been it should have yeah. been raised as an issue um in yes. the development of the first game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but like they, um, they just get silly with nitro blocks in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh this is kind of the first like nitro box block challenge mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um yeah, this sucks. Uh moves on to Crash Crush. Uh which is a forest biome. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an escape level, another boulder. Um, and this is the first electric gate you have to lo- slide under. Yes. Do you span uh, the entire width very, of the stage? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to know when to slide mm-hmm. because the gate's in my way. Like, yep. I don't know exactly how close I am to it. Like, yeah. Um, something else that I was, I was never really able to master. So if you're doing a run and then you do the slide, uh, okay, cool. You know, like you, 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 you finish the move, but no matter what I did, like no matter when I let go of the, of the slide button crash would still kind of go into a slow crawl at the end of it. Yes. Which would take yeah, away yeah. my momentum. And that is a problem when you have a, a, a boulder barreling down on you or a barrel bouldering down on you. Yeah. This is a real, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 mm. issue. Yeah. Like I'm accidentally crawling. Um, but other than that, it's a, a typical, you know, being chased by a boulder mm-hmm. kind of sitch. Yeah. Um, at some point crash should question why this keeps happening to him. Um, <laughs> maybe the problem's that, me. <laughs> yeah. Like who's the common denominator here? You fucking idiot. Um, so the next level of the yield deal, 
which is a sewer level. This is the first new biome they've introduced. To Hell yeah, new biome. New biome. Uh, it's not a great biome. No. Um, the, there's, uh, these are tubes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, kind of big gimmick here uh, is there are sections uh, of water that are flooded with electric eels that turn on and off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can be in the water when they're off. When they turn on, it makes the water deadly. Yeah. Like an electric eel might. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, oftentimes I would just barely uh, graze the water um, or mm-hmm. I would be standing on a temporary platform in it and it would sink right right at the last moment to, to where it would mm-hmm. kill me and stuff like that. And the water slows you down when you're in it, too. Um, yeah. It just ended up being a real, again, just a, a, a thing that the feel precluded me from really kind of engaging with and en- enjoying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got new enemies here, you know, because you're in kind of this more man-made environment. You've got these mechanical, like, magnet mice that move in circles. Uh, more problematically, you've got these um, rats, I suppose, that come shooting down the corridor at you. Yeah. Um, and they always make an appearance around corners. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. There's a really weird kind of old school, just learning how to do this vibe to some of these traps. Yeah. I feel like. Like, I feel like that specific thing, like, we have this enemy that moves really quickly. And, you know, as a game design thing, you're like, what, how do we make these as challenging as possible? Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of going with the first answer without really considering, like, you know, they're, they're, this needs more D- Nintendo DNA, I guess. Yeah. Is yeah. my way of saying it. Like, I feel like Nintendo would not kind of do that as a matter of course, even though that does happen in, like, Ocarina of Time. There are, like, those, you know, ice platforms that come from off camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's uh, that was them adapting an enemy from a 2D game mm-hmm. more than anything. Like here, you know, it just had this feeling of like going to the final kind of unfair hidden information mm-hmm. endpoint early. Yeah. This is the first time we've dealt with these things. Mm-hmm. This should be several warp rooms later. Yeah. And the only way that they, that they escalate it is to just throw more of them at you while you're dealing with other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. Um, you get to the, the end of this and you drop a level deeper and get to the segment where you're hanging from a grating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are, this is one of Crash's moves. Uh, what this basically does is take away your jump. Um, you, uh, you just have to avoid enemies that move in patterns. Yeah. Without jumping. Yep. It's like floating mines or whatever as you, uh, monkey bars down the way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, the boss for this warp room is the Komodo brothers. Uh, I do yep. not know why they are Arabian themed, but here we are. You know, they're, they're like in a themed Komodo dragons. They're like in a palace harem. Uh, it's like you're covered in, per- in curtains and pillows, and they both have sim. One of them has scimitars. They're dressed like sultans. It's strange. Yeah, yeah. When, when you're uh, when you're designing a mascot platformer, the entire world is your oyster in terms of theming. Like <laughs> you just choose. Uh huh. Like what if culture? Yeah. You know, uh, I actually kind of like this boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, it's very simple. Yes. Um, the one who has scimitars stays in the middle. He throws scimitars at you. The other one starts spinning. You have to avoid him until he stops, and then you spin attack him into his bigger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. No, it's, it's real simple. It speeds up. So, you know, he like he throws uh, – the, the center one throws scimitars at you uh, more quickly and for a longer time mm-hmm. in between the vulnerability stages. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fun knocking, knocking the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Relatively fun. Simple enough. Uh, this moves us on to warp room three mm-hmm. that starts off with plant food. 
Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an, it's another forest. It's another, uh, river, oh, hey. river forest, uh, ruin thing. And it's just mostly built around these Venus fly traps. Um, and like the thing here is, you know, what you end up doing is like, you're given two paths. You've got a, uh, you've got your water, uh, surf, you've got your rocket surfboard, um, on the left and you have like a walkway that is covered with uh, the plants on the right. If you think, oh, I'm just going to hop on the, on the, on the rocket board. Uh, no, no, you cannot do that because you're going to get to these little choke points where the, where the fly traps are going to, uh get get a snap at you and kill you mm-hmm. you have to go all the way along the path kill the kill the flowers and then come back and take the jet board as you uh you know as you have cleared the way for yourself it's kind of wild how much backtracking there is in this game for a game that is essentially just hallways yes for a like game every that time only... there is a di- diverticula you always have to backtrack all the way back basically mm-hmm. yeah and reading like what you have to do for some of the challenges to get all the crates and stuff uh yeah. is ridiculous like yeah, backtracking all the way to the beginning from the end after you hit the uh after you hit yep. the block that, that will blow up all the nitro. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, um next level is sewer or later, <laughs> uh, which is a real stretch. Um this is a, a sewer stage. And this introduces these uh hanging flamethrower fellas. Yeah. Uh so they're guys with flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, military technology. <laughs> Granada. Band of Brothers. Yep. Band of Brothers. Semper Fi. Uh, and then there's uh there's also these rolling barrel traps uh and these spinning fan traps where you have to hit enemies in them to break one of the uh blades of the fan mm-hmm. to create a big enough gap to get through. Yeah. And like whenever you get to one of these spinning fans, it will just drop a never ending supply of magnet mice at you to uh mm-hmm. to, to to spin and fling you know, fling it into there. Um, you know, so there's no reason not to just bl- blow up all of the fan blades so they so it can't kill you at all. Yeah, yeah. I a lot of my strategy for this was to not hang around very long. Yeah, uh, keep moving because yeah, because I would die. You know, a lot of times if I took things slowly, and a lot of times the proper way was just to kind of fucking YOLO it, mm-hmm. um, which is really difficult because it's a game that's very hard to sight read. Yeah. Uh, but um, for these things, like just doing one of the mice and not hanging around for the other mice to kill me mm-hmm. was my my strategy. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the longer I stayed near the fan, the more likely I was to make a dumb mistake. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next stage here is bear down. <laughs> bear down for midterms yeah. bear, bear, bear down like black hawk down yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah sticking with the military theme oh uh, yeah uh, uh, this one um, it's, a, it's, it's another a, bear riding yeah level. it's a bear riding level uh the, the only new hazard here um in addition to just throwing more of everything at you they add these humans uh who stand on other side of the level and they raise these big barricades uh raise and lower them so you've got to work your timing around uh this is something where your, your dash ends up working because you'll want to get under it before they drop it on you mm-hmm. yeah i was very surprised when they introduced humans yeah and there are humans in this world huh? yeah they're like and and they like, like all of the humans they, they they look like the skinny far side characters as opposed to the fat yes. far side characters yes or all the far side explorers yeah <laughs> you know and i just i was like at some point does crash have like does he go full sonic like is there like him with a human girlfriend and stuff eventually <laughs> yeah. his heart belongs to coco <laughs> his sister yeah his sister wife the, um, expand yeah. your mind broaden your horizons man i know <laughs> i know it's it's a uh, stop living in the past um yeah i was talking to somebody and we were talking about 
we were bemoaning, I was talking to my friend Derek and we were bemoaning how like porn is now like incest all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying to say that, uh, I support incest being a taboo, but I ended up saying something like I'm into the taboo of incest. Ooh. And, and just really misphrased it. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, wait. Well, and, me, then, uh, and then it sounds like you're covering that. yourself. Like, no, it's yeah, like, when you, when you make that face, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> like my shirt about not being into incest <laughs> raises a lot of questions about they're already answered by my shirt. Uh, but I meant that into it as a taboo. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so I don't want to crash to fuck Coco. No, no. I, I mean, it'd be my yeah. preference, but. Oh, they're adults. Well, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's also, there's also like, yeah, is he cognizant enough to give consent? I, I think, I think crash is a word of the state. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think crash can give consent. Yeah. Like, I, I think that there's a lot of, it'd be like, it's like, but then it's like, is it moral to fuck a plant? You know, there, there's a lot of ethical issues that come through when you think about this stuff. And that's the service we aim to provide on joke week on duck feed. <laughs> yeah. um, joke week from the cool so, zone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jesus. Um, so where are we? Road to Ruin? Uh, yeah, I Road think so. Ruin. Hey, look, it's our, our last biome until the end. Until uh -huh. the space biome. Yeah. Um, yeah, the nighttime the nighttime sky ruin kind of things. Yeah. Yep. With uh, more like more Indiana Jones stuff, like more mm -hmm. flame belching traps and moving walkways and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, these are primarily focused on platforming. Yeah. Um, and kind of timing platforming things. Mm -hmm. um, also, these levels end up being very long. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. Like they're, they're the longest levels in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you got these uh, like rats or possums or whatever that mostly just move left and right. Um, but the main thing here that took me a while to figure out were these lizards. So I was like, how the fuck do I take out these lizards? No matter what I do, I keep on dying to them. This was the first enemy that like really required you to slide into it. Yeah. yeah. Which is a signaling failure. Right. You know, on, on behalf of the game, like I just yeah. avoided them. Mm-hmm. Generally, because I couldn't figure out how to kill them, and I assumed I could not kill them. Right. So I just kind of pushed past. Um, mm -hmm. The next level is unbearable. Uh, you so got that right. Bear, yeah, it's <laughs> two bear buns in one warp room. Uh, <laughs> and this is a, an escape level where you get chased by a polar bear. So now mm -hmm. the tables have turned. And rather than uh, <laughs> Crash riding a polar bear, he has mm -hmm. become the victim of a polar bear chase. Yes. Uh, this polar bear chasing you from the background uh, through just a shitload of nitro. Yep. Um, left all this uh, this dynamite, this one mm -hmm. Dutch dynamite around. Yeah. Um, also, you've got these, uh, like, it's like picket fencing that you have to uh, spin through or slide through in order yeah. to break. It, I'm embarrassed to say this. This was the moment where I realized, oh, this is a Tasmanian devil ripoff. <laughs> was because I broke through, I, I spun through the wall and created a little mm -hmm. hole. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a Tasmanian devil. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, that makes perfect yeah. sense. You know, it's all yeah. from down under. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like an idiot, like figuring out. I was like, I, I spent so long thinking this was a Sonic ripoff that I didn't mm -hmm. even think about Looney Tunes. <laughs> um, it's everything. It's, it, it incorporates all of the elements of our rich cultural stew. Yeah. The world is your oyster when you're making a mascot platformer. <laughs> um, so this introduces, this is probably my least favorite boss in the game. Yeah. Uh, tiny. Uh, uh, tiny Tiger, which I was singing the Tim and Eric Tiny Tiger song during this. Because of know, course. His name is Tiny Tiger. Yeah. Uh, which I like. Um, but I find this annoying. Um, the, so the thing about this uh, to, to me is that I, it's like, I fell off of the platforms. Like I, I missed. I misjudged the distance on the jumps. Um, and mm -hmm. it felt like that shouldn't have been in the, in the cards for what you were trying to do, to do here. There, it would have been fine to have a wall. 
yeah. around this. Like I did, the, I fell off the edge a lot of it too. And it's just, uh, the idea is that certain platforms will turn red, which will fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiger Tiger is chasing you and you want him to be on a red platform. So he falls. Yes. Uh, and then that's fine. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Like that's, you know, like you're, you're okay. taking, you're taking advantage of his like limited situational awareness. So you're trying to get him trapped on stuff and it gives you a good mm-hmm. enough, it gives you enough of a signal, like when a platform is about to jump. Um, but yeah. yeah, like the, the empty space between the platforms ended up being my kind of my bane here. It was, yeah. Making the jumps between them. It ends up being a little bit like a 2d cuber. Yeah. In a weird yeah. way, like in a way that, that I didn't particularly care for. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out, like I read the TV tropes for this game last night, uh, that in the like fridge horror, uh, section for crash two. Okay. Um, is that tiny's health bar goes down as he's falling. So it's literally his fear of falling. That's killing him. <laughs> And some, some troper thought that was, you know, the kind of thing that when you first read it, it's not horrific. But then later when you're looking in the fridge trying to get a snack, you're like, oh my God, that's fucking terrifying. <sighs> tiny tiger. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, so, I feel so awful for what I did to tiny. Yeah. Tiny tiger. Like tiny tiger had such a rough time. I feel so bad for him. How scary would it be to be scared of falling? <laughs> uh, I, I like, I end up looking at a lot of TV tropes because it's before bed and I can't handle anything more challenging in terms of reading sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every once in a while, I close it in disgust. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just... Sometimes wild mass guessing uh, leaks from its uh, from its quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. 100% pure high octane nightmare fuel. Huh? <laughs> I mean, tiger. A tiger is scared of falling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I lost my mind. <laughs> um, this moves us on to Warp Room 4. Uh, starting with hanging out. There's a real nondescript title. Yeah. I, I don't know um, what this is like. Th- it feels like a description of the flamethrower guys. Cause they hang from the ceiling. They do hang from the ceiling. And do you hang through the ceiling at this point? At some point, I think you, uh, you maybe, Oh yeah. Maybe Perfect. like they, you yeah. know, like the, like this, yeah. the sewer biome is where you get the monkey bars that you, that you, that you run on. It I didn't will surprise people to, to learn that the, these stages really do run together. Yeah. Uh, like, it, the the fact that they they're going between seven different bi or like six different biomes doesn't help. No, no. no. Uh, but that's really yeah. this is just a long a long sewer level. Um, yep. Just like digging it is well, no, it's not just a long a long forest level because it introduces some new stuff actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is a forest level. Um, now the plants, uh, different kind of plants, will shoot proximity grenades at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to kind of close the different distance. Um, and there are beehives. Um, so bees spawn, um, and they don't immediately aggro on you. Mm-hmm. They will wait a little while and then chase you. Yes. Um, so you have to kind of wait for them to catch up and then either attack them, which is really difficult because they, you know, go, go quick mm-hmm. or you have to stand on the soft ground. And if you, I think you had a belly flop or no, you spin, no, you spin, yeah. Uh, you spin, yeah, just to burrow into the underground and then you were like tunnel. Mm-hmm through places to make the bees leave you alone. Yeah. Literally like, like Taz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Very Taz like, um, yeah. Bees or no, it's, it's bugs bunny who does the burrowing under the stuff. So it took the wrong yeah, turn yeah, out of the Kirky. as well. I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm mostly familiar with Taz from slippers. I don't know what that, I don't know what that, you know, Oh, the, uh, Ta- the, Taz, the Tasmanian slip devil slippers that one would, uh, one yes. would buy. 
At a, the at way a, you said that made it sound like a like a cartoon. Oh yeah, like tune in six thirty for slippers. What, <laughs> <laughs> dude? Why are you watching a show called Slippers? Yeah, yeah like, what slippers for? <laughs> slippers Sli- isn't slippers for you, Cole. Slip dippers on patrol. Uh, slip like, dippers. <laughs> oh fuck um, <laughs> uh, so and then when you're underground though there's like little mario men yeah who will run around and try to smash you with their mallets while they're, you they're actionably actionably dressed like mario and they've got mallets well, it's, it's this game trying to stick it to uh oh yeah yeah mario, you know, just you know? you know your protagonist is our bit enemy yeah yeah you, yeah. you designed video games <laughs> Like, yeah. you're a titan of design um <laughs> the but yeah the uh the, the bees will f- factor in uh more later on like the thing you know thing about them is you've got to deal with them eventually because they will outrun you yeah and they, they're the only enemy that chases you because enemies mm-hmm. tend to like those penguins that just go back and forth it's not yeah, like they yeah. care once you go past them they stick, they stick their patterns yeah yeah uh this takes us into cold hard crash which this is level. Extre- this... Extre- it's, yeah, this sucks it's extremely long yeah <laughs> Um, I had to do so many the, run run ups of this. Yeah, like, and this is the one where they 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 mix the pistons. Mm-hmm. A uh, mixed piston, which, private eye. <laughs> <laughs> See me guest starring on slippers. Um, so it, it, this is like really long. I'm um, just switching between side scrolling and 3D mm-hmm. through here, and uh, the these are pistons traps that show up that only slam down when you're near. Right. Um, which would be fine because you, you know, you fake them out, but their next two pistons are timed. Mm-hmm. So it just makes the timing very complicated. Yep. Um, also complicated um, is your sliding distance. You don't want to slide too far because oftentimes after these paired rhythm pistons and proximity pistons, uh, right after them, they will put, uh, icicles that will drop and uh, damage you. Yeah. I know we keep harping on this, but keep in mind, this is the first time they've introduced this thing. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a basic, like, you know, Nintendo E lesson, like you introduce the first hazard with no, mm-hmm. you know, no consequence. Right. And you ramp the shit up, but crash doesn't do that. It feels like a lot of the hazards are introduced as if they were like the third or fourth time they would appear mm-hmm. in a, in a better platformer, you know, and this is one of them where I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I played video games before, yeah, but I am not building on a set of skills that I previously established mm-hmm. and combining like constituent experiences to, you know, tackle these hazards when they're together. Mm-hmm. I'm instead just being introduced to all the hazards together. Right. You know, it's like somebody's first food is a cheeseburger. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah. I don't know any of these elements. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so, is, so I can, I can, I can touch the brown part on the outside, but I can't touch the darker brown part of the inside. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like the, uh, there's one on the lettuce. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, this takes a very long time. We're just going to scoop past it because yeah. it introduces, but that's the gimmick is that it's long and hard. Is this the one that ends with like the, with the, um, the lumberjack? There was one of them. So like I, I made the notes on this by taking screenshots as I was playing because mm. I didn't feel like, you know, jotting stuff down in bed. So like when I saw something, you know, took a screenshot of it and I could re- reconstruct it later to make the notes. Um, but I got past like one of these levels has a, has like a little mini boss at the end, uh, who does, mm. who does something, but I can't remember if this is the one. Yeah, I, I don't recall which level that is. I know what you're talking about, but I yeah. do not remember which one it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not much of a hazard because, you know, I got past it yeah. before I could, uh, you know, take a screenshot. But yeah. And it's just, uh, it's Lumberjacks. Yeah. I can take out a Lumberjack. Who gives a shit? 
Um, the, the, I'm not worried about a lumberjack. <laughs> Look at me. me. Yeah, I'm a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, this moves on to ruination, uh, which is more uh, ruins. Yeah, yeah. We're, the, the levels are getting too long at this point. Is my my yeah. one of my chief complaints? Yep, yep, yep. Um, so this is uh, more tricky temporary platforms. Uh, very long. Um, and this introduces uh, monkeys who jump between the temporary platforms. Mm-hmm. So it's just complicating that rhythm. Yeah. Uh, and this yeah. is especially messing up um, the areas where you are trying to um, platform, you know, between these rotating uh, tiki heads that will belch flame. Um, yes. And the actual um, safe zone where the flame stops hurting is very undefined. Like they do not do the... Um, Oh gosh, Demon Souls thing of like, oh, this this part of the of the pavement is charred, so you know not to walk there. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. this, it's just like, no, you just kinda have to just kinda have to understand where the invisible hurt box on the fire is gonna end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, and then there are also these really weird, like wobbly platforms mm-hmm. that take advantage of like the two point five D. Yes. Uh thing where they go like really close to you and then Ooh, yeah. far away and you That's can't just can describe it you, you can't just stand on top of them because they're tilted so you have to like yeah constantly be nudging yourself towards the center of them as they rotate yeah yeah, yeah. uh difficult yes yep um you get to uh, the uh the life's exploit level here uh be having behaving yeah, I think it's be, supposed to be behaving. But yeah, I like be having. <laughs> well, because that's how it's written. It's written as be yeah. having. Yeah, I just, I just really like the idea of somebody be having. Oh, be well, having. How have. are you passing the day? Yeah. <laughs> what have you been doing lately? Oh, I don't know. Light reading, be having. <laughs> oh, you, you took a beekeeping? No, be having. No, no, no. no I, 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 if you love I, something, say I, it free. I own a certificate that says there are bees somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've hidden a series of bees in this house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so this is a very long outdoor forest level that is uh, full of bees. Yeah. If you like that mm-hmm. bee mechanic, go be crazy. Uh, boy, oh boy. And it kind of like ultimately ends up being uh, just another race away from the screen a little bit because yeah. you got those bees that are going to kind of constantly be on your tail. Um, yep. This is the level, you know, so I, I started running out of lives a lot in the middle of these. So I thought, fuck, I will just take five minutes and do a life exploit uh, to get 99 lives. So I don't have to, you know, continue from the beginning again. Um, and yeah. this is the, this is the level where you can do like a, like a dash spin into uh, the respawning bees to, uh, to, 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 to max out your lives for the, uh, for the, yeah. know, the final, final run. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, so around this time is when Coco is able to get through and say, Hey, crash, you idiot. Uh, Cortex and Engen are using you. So you gotta, They're you gotta take the fight to them. Yeah. They, like they didn't stop being bad guys. Um, I know you're pre-verbal crash, but you're going to need to, you know, do something about this. And that is why the boss fight here is Engen, who's like little, little, like half mechanical Igor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, uh, he's on a flying mech and this, again, it's like an interface fuck around mm-hmm. thing. Like this game cannot can be a consistent camera. Right. Um, so you're on this platform in the foreground, he's in the background mm-hmm. and instead of, uh, for the first time in the game, now when you spin, you throw a wampa fruit. Right. And the wampa fruit the kind of flies back toward the vanishing point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and uh, you know, kind of like the emboss of like Yoshi's Island or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to hit the weak spot, um, which are weapons he's about to fire. So I actually like was okay with this as a, a level, mm-hmm. you know, as as a as a mechanic. It was frustrating that it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and they don't really like. I don't know. Like, there's there's some real bad teaching in this game. Yeah. Well, they also like don't do a lot interesting with it. It's just kind of like, okay, uh, you need to attack him right when he's about to you're about to attack you. So you're you know, kind of judging risk and reward versus you know dodging versus taking the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's okay. like that's real basic when it comes to like boss boss design. Also, this is the first boss that is not really a puzzle. You know. Yeah, yeah. This feels this he's feels just, like a regular a boss fight from something else. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't doesn't really happen. Right. So. <laughs> Um, this moves on to our final warp room, warp room five. Mm-hmm. There are secret levels and stuff. We're not talking about them right. uh, you know, that you, you find through warps and other levels. And stuff There's like, like alternate exits that you can get to as well, like through death, de- death courses and stuff. Yes. And some of them are new levels. Some of them are like remixed harder versions of old levels. Yeah. Uh, just, I just want to, you know, acknowledge their existence. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, so this starts with uh, piston it away. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, pissing it away. Yes. Children. <laughs> Children pissing it away. And this is our final new uh, biome. Yep. Uh, I believe. Well, no, um, like, you, you've got the uh, the space oh, yeah. tunnels later, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah space tunnels. Um, this is a side-scrolling uh, factory that Cortex owns now that we know that he's the bad guy. Yes. Everything is labeled with his uh, with his personal monogram. He's got in all over yeah. everything. Um, yeah. yeah. And this is, this is all side scrolling, which is like a nice, a nice change of pace, actually, even with the imprecision, uh, of the, uh, the, the, the depth that happens here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there are these walker robots that have these, uh, rings around their body mm-hmm. uh, that are harm boxes that are hot yep. and octopus robots that move their arms to make them, uh, either vulnerable from the side or above. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to just kind of choosing, yeah. Uh, you now get to, uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, so it changes you state. Switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like. You don't just get to, like, choose. You don't get to just decide or, like, figure out mm-hmm. what the weakness is. Yeah. You now have to uh, kind of evaluate in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's it's going to walk back and forth. It's going to do this at, like, a little phase interval. Like, what is going to be the most advantageous uh, to hit it to hit it with and wait for it to be vulnerable in the way you want to, the way you want to attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like yeah. weirdly, that is a good enemy for them to bring in. Uh, it's kind of a it's shame really they brought late. it in that late. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense to mm-hmm. me again in those, um, you know, that, uh, Nintendo design philosophy of like introduce and then complicate, mm-hmm. um, would have made a lot of sense for these guys in there being like warp room three. Yeah. Cause they're not that hard. They're just like slightly more interesting mm-hmm. than like that piston horse shit. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, there are humans now who have shields who will try and knock you off of these platforms. You kind of have to, um, American gladiators. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Push them off. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Um, they pretty much exist to uh, push you either into dead drops or into pistons. Like they, they they are on the other side of hazards. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But like, I don't know. It's not a bad level. Uh, There's something about 
with the, like the, like this is a good mix of things for me and like with mm-hmm. the way that the rest of this warp room um plays out it kind of feels like the the proper final exam and everything else is a little bit of just kind of like a fucking around kind of thing with the exception of a uh, spaced out so like pitched into yeah. the way and spaced out end up being the, the 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 satisfying conclusions to the mechanics here yeah yep yep agreed um next level is rock it which is the first jetpack stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the jetpack doesn't feel good. No, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little it's bit real... like the jet board where like you would think, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be rocketing on this. No, it's actually like really like just really slow and non-responsive. Actually, you're going to be yeah. fe- doing a lot of feathering. Yes. Yeah. Uh, bummer. Mm-hmm. Like s- slow on down yeah. um, through this. Uh, and you're basically just avoiding hazards, like moving traps. Uh, sometimes there are scientists that you have to hit and knock into these flame shields to yeah. knock out the flame shields and proceed. This feels like uh, a little bit of an easy, uh, it's, it's, it's an easy concession to get you to learn uh, this last minute uh, superpower that crash has. Mm-hmm. Like there's not really much in the way of hazards that can kill you. It's just about like figuring out the way that this controls. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and this moves on to night fight. Yeah. Weird. Just, just yeah. weird that you end up like you're in this industrial place, and then boom, we're gonna go back to the forest. Except this time it's dark, um, it's nighttime, yes. and you have to like run by these fireflies who will hang around you for a little bit um, and give yes. you some limited light uh, to 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 light up mostly these uh, fuck you pitfalls they're gonna be running. Uh, but you've got to really race to get to the next fireflies um, that that are gonna you know hover around you because otherwise, if you dally, you'll be left in the dark. Yeah. I think I've decided I don't like this as a mechanic. Yeah. Um, in like Symphony of the Night or Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Anything like I, that. I remember, like, I remember it being a problem in uh, Owlboy as well. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I think I've decided that I just, I don't think this is that interesting of a place to, to play in. Mm-hmm. Like hiding information on this level. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, seeing, you know, the game, like seeing platforms. Yeah. Uh, is not that interesting right. uh, to me. Uh, and this one has lots of, blind falls mm-hmm. um move over to pack attack which is another jetpack level this one's a lot more complicated mm-hmm. um and this adds these new uh red mines that float that arrange themselves in circles and expand and contract right um for you to zip through the middle mm-hmm. uh when they are expanded and not when they're contracted yeah uh, and these often play very poorly with another hazard that they add in which are these big loose electrical cables that flail up and down across the entire yeah. width of the stage. Um, again, it was very hard. I mean, it, it sounds like I'm inept. It sounds like I don't know how to play video games, but like, I, I don't know. I kind of do. Um, but like, yeah. it was really hard to tell like when these things would hurt you and when they wouldn't, it would feel like I was just kind of just being punished for being next to it as opposed to being punished for touching it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not about being a nap. It's about, again, the imprecision of the, the perspective. Yeah. If this were a 2d thing with pixels, you would know exactly when you would be hurt. Yes. You know, most likely, mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of the nature of the beast. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, the penultimate stage is called spaced out, mm-hmm. which is pretty similar to piston it away. It's a little bit more complicated, uh, longer runs of piston, but again, we're in the cortex factory, mm-hmm. uh, relives. And this leads us into the boss, uh, fight with cortex which is a chase boss fight uh, in 3D with the jetpack. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fleeing down this uh, space tunnel made of rings where there are asteroids and mines, and you have to catch up with him and spin attack him three times to kill him. 
Uh, it is surprisingly easy. Yes. Uh, I found. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know how universal that was, but I did not have a problem with this. I didn't. I died once, but then I was like, I think I got it the second time. Yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't do much to defend himself, and he's also really easy no. to catch up with. So I don't know if yeah, they were just, trying to do like, oh, Dr. Wily is super, super easy to kill when he doesn't have his machinery. I don't know if this is intentional Glenn. or not. They're trying to show <laughs> how he had fallen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tragic dignity. No, the tragic dignity. <laughs> Dr. Neocortex. When, 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 when Nidog made this, mm-hmm. they were like, we need to make sure all enemies have a quiet dignity to them. It's <laughs> 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 so the least dignified game I've ever played in my life. Uh, <laughs> Look how gigantic his head is. Those tiny, tiny little body. No neck. George can't read. Like, there's no dignity to (laughs) to this at all. Um, No neck. George can't read. (laughs) Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. (laughs) Um, And then you get the ending. If you you did like us and you got the bad ending, it ends with Crash and his sister uh laying down and like i think the last line because I, I played this a while ago mm-hmm. um I, I started getting ahead on work uh because tactics over is long and i i think that she she's like uh, but that cortex vortex is still up there uh-oh and then just credits <laughs> uh, like it ends with just literally like we're still in trouble and then if you do the good ending where the other evil scientist takes embryo. out the vortex, you get to see it yeah. explode yeah, yeah embryo explodes the uh the space station mm-hmm uh, up above and then it's gone for now until the third one where it becomes warped mm-hmm. somehow uh and and thus concludes our first and last crash bandicoot game on the duckfeed.tv network yeah i can't see us uh, uh i don't know like uh yeah i, I can't see us doing do, doing another one we already did crash bash on uh abject suffering mm-hmm. and i remember nothing about the episode i think we may have talked yeah. about just how aesthetically unpleasing uh the games are and were yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't think that Crash Three is going to change my opinion. No, I don't think no. this is going to be like a Dead Space thing where like there's going to be a huge rush of people like, oh, if only you'd played Crash Three. <sighs> Maybe like, there might be, but I don't trust. The, like, I don't believe it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think I I respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, just just because know. it feels like the value proposition, the thing that people love about these games is kind of the decision that's baked in that makes it unappealing yeah. to me, which is the camera angle, which is the nature of the challenge, which is ultimately the original and the original and final sin of this, which is hiding information from you and punishing you for not having that information. It's extremely like when you can't sight read a, a platformer, mm-hmm. right? So like uh sight reading, like in music where you're not like stopping considering your decisions, mm-hmm. it makes it, it was impossible for me in this game to enter a flow state. Yeah. And in a good platformer, even in good platformers, I'm not crazy about. Mm-hmm. Like there are moments in Celeste where I entered a flow state. Yes. Where the controller disappeared. My avatar was just doing exactly what I wanted and it felt pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. that that would happen. And in platformers I really love, I enter that. Like the correspondence of me really loving that is how easy it is for me to get into that a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not a big platformer guy. Like I'm not. That's not my genre, but in just traditional 2D platformers, mm-hmm. getting that flow state is very important to me. Yeah. One-to-one correspondence with sight reading. And I think that if you make a game where the idea is that we're going to give you information at the last minute, and we're going to make it hard for you to see the stage or very much of the stage at, at one time, that is the thing you're interact you're uh, interrupting. Yeah. 
And it is just a prerequisite for me to dig a platformer. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be able to get into that mode. Yeah. You know, I like being careful in games. I can get down with being careful in a platformer as well. But in this one, there are so many situations in which I was making choices with no information mm-hmm. that at that point, it's just, you know, how many fingers, you know, what number am I thinking of? Like, like yeah. you said, yeah. and that's just a uh, rotten design to me. Yeah. And no. I, it just, it makes me very uh, unhappy and mm-hmm. not have fun. Combine that with, you know, the imprecision, you know, things that we talked about, uh, you know, just when you would be trying to jump over something and you just kind of nick it and then boom, yeah. you're dead. Uh, or trying, you know, trying to jump across a gap that looks like you should maybe be able to make it, but because of the irregularity uh, that is not just visual, but is kind of built into the, 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 the wireframe, uh, you know, failing just lots of, lots of times where, you know, it's, it sounds like a poor craftsman blaming his tools or whatever. Just you just you fail when it when it ought not have been your fault. And yeah. it starts feeling like this is that this is not good faith difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It feels bad mm-hmm. uh, to to fail and to uh, to fail and not have it be your fault. Mm-hmm. That's real classic yeah. video game stuff like. You know, there's a part, again, contrasting this with Celeste, because they're both difficult platformers. Um, there's another thing that's kind of necessary for enjoying difficulty, uh, I find, is for those deaths to stop stinging. Yeah. Like, you have to get to the point where you don't mind the deaths, right? Mm-hmm. In the best Souls games, and my best Souls games experiences, I get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what I can do differently. I have all the information. I don't mind the deaths. I just never got to that point. Like, every time I died in this, it ended up feeling like, uh it's, it's still irritating like, me. Little, yeah, a little sting yeah. of uh you know activation mm-hmm. you know it's not quite anxiety it's not quite like, it's, it's it just a little squirt of cortisol yeah tiny tiny cortisquirt you know mm-hmm. and uh it was a bummer mm-hmm. like that sucks man i i just uh i could not get into it so yeah. uh yeah I'm, I'm happy to leave this in the past uh of my past and mm-hmm. you know what, what it did make me want to do was go and play super mario 3d land and world actually yeah because they they kind of have a like a like a bit of a similar you know not not, not like as as extreme of a camera angle but like it gives you just you know like a different kind of 3d platforming that is like a little diorama style thing yeah and i think it is far more successful i love those games yeah those are great like, like cat mario is 1000 percent a mario we will do on the show at some point yes like that will be very fun mm-hmm. um so it just it, we're just this isn't there to to me, just in, intense. This ain't it. Yeah, feelings. You know. So, not trying to take anything away from anybody who takes that. No, no. And this is, and, and you know, it's an important series. You know, as we talk about this, like I think that through this a little bit in as a companion with uh, with Jumping Flash, uh, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, in kind of early experiments in three D and platforming and stuff. Um, you know, I think we are we are obviously very. Uh, um yeah yeah we, we, we're obviously in that yeah we're, we're in context. favor of jumping flash and not this but yeah. you know look at look yeah. at these as you know history uh historical examinations like even when i'm i liked jumping flash a lot when i'm reaching for a 3d platformer i'm not necessarily reaching for jumping no flash. no like jumping flash i just this is a weird thing where not only did i not have any like have very much fun i also don't have very much respect for it yeah. You know, which matters. Like, just like coming away from something and be like, I had respect for Celeste, mm-hmm. but also didn't like it that much. This, I don't even, I don't really have respect for it either. Yeah. You know, so not the same thing as not having respect for people who dig it. 
Same. But I, yeah, just not for me. Yeah. Um, if you have thoughts about Crash Bandicoot 2, mm-hmm. hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact by the 15th of June. Yes. Uh, we are looking for thoughts about all of June's games, such as this, mm-hmm. uh, such as Dreamfall, The Longest Journey, or Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, which is a mm-hmm. wonderful delight. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the palate cleanser this month. Um, the uh, in addition, uh, during that episode, we will answer your questions and such. If you are a patron, mm-hmm. um, you get to answer us or ask us questions uh, as a patron. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV to join mm-hmm. us. Five dollars gets you to that question tier as well as get you episodes early and a bunch of bonus stuff. Yeah. Um, we've recently made a change to the Patreon uh, starting July 1st. Uh, we have changed the cost of uh, executive producing an episode. Yes. So if you want to choose a game for us to do, it now costs $300 and not $150. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote a post about this um, as to why uh, this is not a cash grab. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Patreon's doing well, like not as a brag thing. It just happens to be doing well. Yeah. This is because we are booked out uh, through the rest of this year. Right. Uh, essentially. Like there are a couple um, picks that have not ended up on the schedule yet. I think mm-hmm. once I insert those, we will literally be booked Yes, for this year. And we are not comfortable being booked out six months in advance, both because we have no maneuverability uh, and because people, we don't want people to be like, Hey, you signed up for this thing. You don't mm-hmm. actually get your benefit for this long. Yeah. So we need to slow those down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go, go look at that post. It's uh, under the announcements tag on the Patreon to see a little bit more of our reasoning, but ultimately it just comes down to, um, yeah, we're booked out. We're selling them yep. too fast. Yep, selling them too fast. Which is a um, which is a good problem. Great to have. problem to have. Yeah, we're not complaining. It's just no. uh, you know, it's just it's just the reality. We gave everybody a big lead time mm-hmm. for that. Like we're not changing it for another month. So if you were saving up or planning to uh, to produce, do so. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get in under the old price for another month. Yeah, um, we feel like four weeks of lead time is is fair. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for information about Duckfest Two, mm-hmm. virtual Duckfest uh, that will happen very soon. Yeah um and range reviews on apple podcast are very appreciated yeah exactly damn man just you, t- you took it all i did i was uh in a hurry because i had to be <laughs> yes all right so to, uh, i'm gonna piss my jorts <laughs> don't do that <laughs> um so yeah. until next time watch out for uh, oh that already hit you mm, you sure yeah. have really been looking out <laughs> yep uh suck a dude <laughs>